WBEZ Features is supported by Adler University, educating students to advance socially responsible practice, healthy communities, and a more just society. With degrees in psychology, counseling, public policy, and leadership. Adler.edu. People who fight hunger in Illinois say this has been a year unlike any they've seen. It's been particularly hard for black and Hispanic families. For those communities, there have been times where a quarter to a third of families with kids have reported not having enough food to put on the table during the week. WBEZ's Odette Youssef reports. On an unseasonably warm but windy day recently, I met Alma Hernandez in the parking lot of a Dollar Tree store in Blue Island. I settled into the passenger seat of her minivan with the windows open. On the seat behind me were cardboard boxes filled with food. I'm sorry for this stuff. They're the previous day's haul from a food pantry Hernandez visits every Tuesday. It's uh, oatmeal, uh, cookies, peanut butter, orange juice, uh, apples, onions. Hernandez's five-year-old, Beatrice, creeps up to the microphone. She picks the peanut butter jar off the top of the pile and hides it under her shirt. It's her favorite. Yeah, I received the food stamps, but this is really healthy. And I go to the food pantries all the time. When I see some place, I'm going. This past year has brought deep despair to families across the country. For Hernandez, the hardship was compounded by a divorce. Two months into Illinois' lockdown, she and her husband split. She says he was psychologically abusive, but he was also the breadwinner. It left her with four growing kids at home and no income. Normally, the kids would get breakfast and lunch for free at school, but since the pandemic began, they've been learning remotely. Now, I need cook. Uh, breakfast, lunch, uh, another lunch, dinner, <laughs> and snacks, but it's too much. It's too much expensive. Before the pandemic, Hernandez says she never went to food pantries, but now she says she couldn't manage without them. The food pantries have also helped Hernandez bring in some income. When she gets chicken, she makes tamales to sell. As we talk, a car pulls up next to us and rolls down its window. Customers picking up their order. She pulls tamales out of a couple coolers in the back seat and bags them. Thank you. One of the things that's really set apart the COVID time period is how many people are reporting in the last week, we have just not had enough to eat. Diane Whitmore-Schanzenbach is director of Northwestern University's Institute for Policy Research. Those rates um, have been running uh, over the course of the pandemic an average of about 11 percent in Illinois, about 15 percent in Illinois for families with kids. That's something like a million people saying that they're hungry each week. Whitmore-Schanzenbach has kept an eye on food hardship in Illinois for years. She says the rates of hunger and food insecurity roughly doubled during the pandemic. This, despite an expansion of the safety net. A few weeks into Illinois' first lockdown, the state preemptively upped the amount of money in food stamps that nearly half a million Illinois households receive. And the number of Illinoisans getting food stamps between March last year and this past January was 17% higher than the same period a year before. The need has been highest among Black and Hispanic families. It is the case that Blacks experience food insecurity at a little more than twice the rates of whites all the time. But you know, now, when you look at it, you're like, 
you know, it's, it's just, it's shocking. Mary Galt has been helping these families. She's a family stabilization coordinator at Catholic Charities in Des Plaines. She says this past year, she's noticed something she'd never seen before. There's been an added layer of anxiety among her Latinx clients in asking for help. Certain people who may not have complete documentation, that kind of thing, their fear of, of what asking for some kind of help will do to their chances of getting documentation. This fear was particularly acute during President Trump's final year in office. But once their kids get hungry, they call for help. And I've never seen that before. I've never seen it so blatant. One of Galt's clients is Araceli Hernandez Escalante. Hernandez Escalante is the single mom of four kids. In September, her hours working overnight at a bread factory were cut. She started panicking one day when she realized all she could feed the kids were eggs. For several weeks, her household was down to one meal a day. Her oldest, Yahiri, remembers how much she and her younger siblings just slept. I would literally wake up right at 8 a.m. and join my class. And I don't even stay awake through the whole day. I have a study hall and I have my lunch and I would just nap during those times I wouldn't even be up. Yahiri, a senior in high school, said the younger ones fell behind in classwork. They just couldn't get through remote learning and stay awake on empty stomachs. When her mom's coworker shared information about a food pantry, their lives changed. Especially because, like, now the pantries provide, like, fresh vegetables, which is something that we couldn't really even afford to begin with. She says she and her siblings now can stay awake during the daytime. They're catching up on classwork. Despite the darkness of this past year for some of these families, hope is on the horizon. Most of them will receive thousands of dollars in tax credits per child through the new federal pandemic relief plan. This will look like hundreds of dollars in cash advances from the IRS monthly for the last half of this year. And in Illinois, kids who've been missing free or reduced lunches at school due to remote learning are finally receiving monthly debit cards to buy food. For Kate Mayer, these developments are a game changer. Mayor runs the Greater Chicago Food Depository and has been working around the clock to keep Cook County food pantries well-stocked. All of that together is fundamentally going to shift the ability for people to access food. It's going to have a profound impact. Mayor says it also provides a critical opportunity. We can then focus our resources on people who may not be able to access the safety net. Like people who are struggling to eat, but whose incomes may be too high to qualify for public benefits, or whose immigration status is a barrier to receiving aid. For people like Mayor, there's now a renewed energy around tackling hunger in Illinois, one that dares to think about ending hunger for good. Odette Youssef, WBEZ News.